Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Today's breakfast and class is sponsored Lilu Nishmat, Hamama Yona Nagar Bat Shama and Meir Alea Shalom, sponsored by Nomi and Shmuel Rave. And as well, breakfast is sponsored by A.B. Nissim, dedicated in honor of our Kohanim. Um, as well, we have uh, a unfortunate Petira in the community of a young mother. Um, uh, her name was Devor. Devora Shifrabat Mirol. Um, uh, to experience Semachot uh, amongst Am Yisrael. Rabotai, one of the most cla- um, uh, famous parts or stories in the Torah is the story of the dream of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu, he goes to sleep in this space um, by, Har- by uh, Haramuria, in the place where his fathers prayed. And as he sleeps, uh, he begins to dream. And in his dream, And there was a ladder that was stood upon the earth. And the head of the ladder reaches the very heavens. And the angels of God were rising up and going down, bow on the ladder. Rabotai, there's a fascinating element here that one can learn from this dream of Yaakov Avinu. Um, now, I just want to quote to you the words of the Midrash. The Midrash says, why is it, really the Midrash is coming to answer a question that, we, that was asked yesterday by uh, Mr. Pinchasi. Uh, fascinating question. It says that the angels of Hashem were olim v'yordim bo. They were rising up and going down on this ladder. And the question is, if they're angels of God, where would their natural place be, one would imagine? In the heavens. So it should say that this ladder, they were yordim, ve'olim bo. They were going down the ladder and then going up on the ladder. And the Midrash, seemingly to answer this question, says as follows. Ve'amruba Midrash, shira'ah et sareha umot she'atidin hayulim shol Israel. Yaakov Avinu, he saw in his dream all the different nations that would one day subjugate the Jews. He saw the angel of Babel, of Babylonia, okay? He saw it rise 70 rungs. What does that mean? When they were in Galut, Babel, how long did they go? In between the two Beit HaMikdash, 70 years, right? That's Hayinu Kecholmim. So it went down 70, 70 rungs, it went up, and then after 70 rungs, Viored, they went down. Then Sarshil Madai, the Medes and the Persians, okay, the second uh, um, uh, Galut, Ole, they, he saw them go up, Chamishim Ushtayim, 52 rungs, Viored, then go down. Shel Yavan Ole Me'a Ushmonim, the uh, one of Yavan went up 180 rungs. We were in Galut Yavan. Lasted 180 years. Viored, and then it went down. Shel Edom ole veole veeno yored. And the angel of Edom was going up and up and up and up, and Yaakov's already losing count. How many rungs did it go up? Veeno yored, it's not going down. Beotosha'a, in that moment, nitiare Yaakov. Yaakov was very afraid. And in his dream, he said to himself, if Maybe this angel of a rival nation 
of a nation that's going to subjugate the Jews. Maybe it's going to go up and it will never come down. Maybe this Galut, the power of Edom, will never be diminished. It will never descend. Amalu HaKadosh Baruch the Midrash quotes, No, doesn't work this way. Ve'ata al-tira avdi Yaakov. And you do not fear my servant Jacob, Yaakov, Afilu olevi yoshev. It's even if he comes all the way to the very heavens and he sits down next to me, don't worry. That galut, the galut of Edom, I'm going to push him back down and you will remain uh, uh, above with us. Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai Amar b'shem Rabbi Meir. Now I want to read to you this because this is fascinating. Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai teaches us in the name of Rabbi Meir. Shebe'ota sha'a in that time. Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu was afraid Amar These angels, every, even though they went up, each one higher than the other, they eventually had a time when they came down. They were, they were disbanded, they were discouraged, they were thrown, they were, you know, cast down from the heavens. Maybe that will happen to me too. Yaakov is worried. Amalu HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu repeated to him, Ve'ata al-tira. You do not fear. Im ata ole en l'chayirida olamit. You will never descend again. Fascinating. The craziest part of this Midrash is what comes next. Says the Midrash, and we don't understand that, what this means. Lo he'emin ve'lo ala. Yaakov Avinu did not believe. He didn't believe God. Velo Allah, he didn't go up. Hashem said to him, Had you had faith and rose up, you never would have descended again. Now that you didn't believe, Velo Alita. Now that you didn't rise up, you didn't go up, you didn't believe, now your children will be subject to the angels of these, to the four Galuyot, because at least they were ole for a time. What does this Midrash say? It's very hard to, de- to decipher. Rav Galinsky points out, he says, that maybe we don't understand the lohe emin of Yaakov. What does that mean? Yaakov Avinu didn't believe Hashem, what does that mean? Lohe emin velo Allah. Hashem just told him, you're never going to fall if you go, if you take the ladder, you won't fall. What does that mean? I don't know if we could ever understand that. But the idea, as it applies to us, a hundred percent we understand. Lo he'emin ve'lo ala. How many times has a person experienced this idea in their life? There's an opportunity waiting for them in front of their face. And all it takes is for them to start climbing the ladder. And they can't fathom the idea. They see that the ladder goes, Mutzav arza v'rosho megia shamaima. In my mind's eye, I imagine that the top of the ladder is not something that uh, Yaakov even saw. He didn't even see the end. Right? He didn't see the end. It was in, in the heavens, in the clouds, Yani. 
He saw something like that. He figured, how could, you know, how could one climb to such heights? You know, I remember after the Daf uh, Yomi, so we had a lot of people who were very inspired by the Daf Yomi. And they said to themselves, you know, this is something I could do too. I see this guy doing a page a day, doesn't look so religious, maybe I could try it. He sees another guy, this guy, Mendy uh, Rosenberg that I spoke about at the Siyum Ashas. He can't move, he can't speak. The only thing he could do is move his eyes. And they got him a machine that tracks his eyes, he could open a Gemara, he could follow, he could speak with his Chavruta, argue on the Gemara, writing the response one letter at a time. W-H-Y. Why did the Gemara choose that? He spells it out. Unbelievable. And you think to yourself, what about me? Maybe I also could do something. You go to a funeral of someone like Rabbi David Feinstein. You listen to the eulogies of someone like Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. And you think to yourself, these are well-read people. These are people who learned, who studied, who did great things for the Jewish people. Why not you? Why not you? Why won't you step on the ladder? Lo emin velo ala. Now I need you to understand that. The angel of Madai went up 42 steps and then Yored came down. The angel of Bavel, 70. Yavan, 180. Edom, countless. Rabotai. How many steps did Yaakov go? None. A person's uh, path for Aliyah is dependent on their emunah in themselves. Powerful. If you believe in Borei Olam, then you can rise. If you don't believe in Borei Olam taking care of you, there's so many things that could kill you. A person wants to start a business, but they're worried. Terrible climate now. Right? Who knows? Everyone's losing money. Rabotai, one of the greatest fallacies in the world is that people don't make money during a recession. It's a lie. Some people don't make money. Some people make money off the recession. People think the real estate prices are down. Can't make money. Lies. A lot of money to be made. Lo he'emin lo Allah person doesn't trust themselves enough to put themselves out there to date, to let themselves be themselves, to open up their hearts a little bit, to be a little bit vulnerable with someone. Not one step you're not going to go. And I think maybe the idea, for us to even talk about Yaakov Avinu not having emunah, but I think maybe the reason why Yaakov Avinu doesn't go up and the reason why Yaakov Avinu doesn't believe, it's not that Yaakov Avinu doesn't believe. Who's going up on this? On this ladder? Who's going up on this ladder? Is it Esav that goes up on the ladder? Not Esav. Who goes up on the ladder? The angel of Esav. The angel of Edom. The angel of Yavan. The angel of Madai and Paras. Each one of these people that chose, or, or Malachim angels that chose to ascend the ladder or, or to then get knocked off of it, they weren't individuals. They were representatives of their nation. 
Yaakov lo he'emin. Doesn't mean Yaakov avinu lo he'emin. It means Yaakov as the agent of all future generations of Jews. Lo he'emin. Not because of him, because of us. Yaakov couldn't take the step because although he wanted to, he needed the buy-in of all the people. And sometimes as Am Yisrael, lo he'emin, we do not have faith. We stopped, therefore, through our lack of emunah, Yaakov is acting on our behalf. I like to think of Yaakov at the bottom of the ladder, like Moshe at the edge of the sea. Moshe can't go in the ocean. Not because Moshe can't go. Because Moshe is not allowed to go. God says, let's see the Jews. Let's see them travel. Moshe, you stand on the side. I want to see if they'll do it. And that's why it was Nachshon and not Moshe that was first in the ocean. Because Nachshon was not the appointed representative by God of the Jewish people. God says, let's see how the people vote. You see? Rabotai, this idea is an unbelievable and powerful antidote to each and every one of us. Now, I want you to understand something which I think is very beautiful. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Yaakov Avinu that if the angel of Edom, if the galut of Edom seems like it's going on forever, this is how we're interpreting now the Midrash, after being in this galut for 2,000 years, okay? 2,000 years nearly since the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed. Since the rise of the Roman Empire that led and fueled the, the you know, Western civilization, uh, their dominance over the world. We sit and we wonder if this will ever be over. Hashem says, no, don't worry, it's coming to an end. Asks Yaakov, but if they got so high, and then they were cast down, maybe me too. Because God said to him, Afilu, even if Edom Etzli comes and he sits next to me, Misham Ani Morido. From there, I will put him down. Rabotai, Yaakov was also nervous. Why? We know that on the Kiseh HaKavod, one of the sides of the Kiseh HaKavod, has engraved the face of Yaakov Avinu. And if God had just said, even if he comes and sit next to me, I'm going to terminate that uh, you know, relationship and put him down again, Yaakov is wondering, maybe me too. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says no, but I want you to hear specifically the words that he says, and you do not fear, Avdi Yaakov, my servant Jacob. I think that God was trying to communicate to Yaakov and to all future generations why we have nothing to worry about. Don't be afraid. Avdi Yaakov, because you are my servant, Yaakov. It is in the fact that Yaakov is a servant that he is assured of his continual relationship with God. I want to explain this concept because I think it's very, very powerful. It's only in the Jewish people that the greatest heights you could hope to achieve as a Jew is to be called an Eved of Hashem. The most powerful Jew that ever lived, 
the one with the most influence, the one with the greatest capabilities, the most fantastic leader was Moshe Rabbeinu. And what does the Torah say and how does it describe Moshe's success? That Moshe was Eved Hashem, a servant of God. Do you know why every angel gets cast down? Because when Edom finally makes it to Shamaim, even if he rises up, and sits with me, that's the downfall of the angel of Edom. Who sits in the throne room of a king? Only the king. You can't sit in the throne room of a king. It's not kavod, correct? It's not kavod. Every single person in that room needs to be standing. No one can sit other than the king. Edom comes to the kisea kavod and tries to pull up a chair. Even if he rises to the heavens, Yoshev Etzli tries to sit next to me. We find an example of this. When Titus destroys the Beit HaMikdash, he walks into the Holy of Holies and in a fit of rage and of arrogance, he stabs the parochet. God does a miracle and what happens? The parochet starts to bleed. Says the Gemara, Titus said to himself, he thought that he killed the mighty one himself. He thought that he killed Bore Olav. Rabotai, this is Edom. At the highest heights, at the highest heights, it's about our arrogance and our power. A Jew doesn't live life that way. The greatest gift that we could ever have is to be a servant of God. The highest heights. What happens when Yaakov gets to the very heavens? He becomes engraved a part of the chair of Bore Olam. His, his act is an act of service to God and God's mission and God's plan for the world. That's why his face is engraved in the seat, so to speak. Like we say in the prayers of Atak, Adosh, Yoshev Tehilot Yisrael. God, you are holy. You sit upon a throne, so to speak, a chair made of the prayers of Israel. Listen to that idea. What does that idea mean? The Gemara, the Pasuk says, kifi mahalalo, a person according to his praise. The Ba'ale Musar say that you want to understand the measure of a person. Listen to what he praises. You have a guy, all he talks about is football. <clears throat> that means the things that are the most important and the most impressive in his life are football. If your kid hears you all the time talking about chalant or about scotch, the kid grows up thinking the most important thing in the world is scotch, chalant. That's what he thinks. He hears you talking about football. He thinks the most important people in the world are sports celebrities. But if he hears you talking all the time about Sadiqin, if he hears you talking about Borei Olam and that's what you're praising, then he too, that child also, will grow up thinking that the most unbelievable thing in the world is God. So if a person can have the faith in themselves to try to start, to do, to become, HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises, I know that if your journey is a journey, not of arrogance, 
It's not one of ego. We're afraid like Icarus to fly too close to the sun. But Borei Olam says to each and every one of us, if you start out on the path and your heart is true, I'll protect you from falling so long as you know that at the very heights, at the top of that ladder, you're still Avdi Yaakov. You still remain the servant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So you want to know the secret to rising to the highest heights? It's having the smallest ego. It's not by a mistake that Moshe Rabbeinu, who's the greatest Navi, closest to God that any human has ever become, is also a Nav Mikol Adam. So Rabotai, I just want to end by saying, a lot of people when it came to Dafyomi, they heard the call but didn't uh, accept the challenge. Lo he'emin ve'lo Allah. Rabotai, there's a girl in our community. Her name is Janelle Ash. She came back from the, what's it called, from the Siyum uh, Hashas. She says, I want to learn a page a day. She went to the rabbi, sixth grade. The rabbi said, that seems very difficult. I don't know if that's something that we could keep up with, but why don't we do Mishnah Yomi? Why don't we do a Mishnah each day? This is back in the Siyum Hashas last year. They started doing one Mishnah. 30 kids, 6th grade and 7th grade. Mishnah by Mishnah by Mishnah, they finished the entire Masechet Berachot. Mishnah a day. Then the pandemic hit. In the middle of Pe'ah. The rabbi thought, Rabbi Summers, he thought, they're not going to turn up. But they kept coming every day on Zoom, these kids. They finished Pe'ah. They finished one Masechet, after another Masechet, after another Masechet, and now, this month, they're making a siyum on the entire seder of Zraim. Powerful this! The whole Masechet of Zraim. Now that Masechet, that whole, excuse me, seder, that whole seder with all the Masechet in it, is called Zraim, it's called the seed. And I think as well, that's a lesson to each and every one of us. That a, a bunch of kids could have that commitment to learn something, get on a program, learn Mishnah Yomi, Daf Yomi, Amud Yomi, uh, you know, Parashah Yomi, I don't know, something that you take upon yourself to learn each and every day. That is, that is Seder Zeraim, that is the way of the seed, that you plant something small and ultimately, with humility, it grows to be something unbelievable. So whatever it is a person is trying to achieve in their life, if they want to get to the highest heights, the secret is If there's something you're not succeeding at, ask yourself, is my goal my own ego or is my goal to be a throne for HaKadosh Baruch Hu? If that's your goal, then you rise and you don't fall. Baruch Adonai Amen.